And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. It's a Tuesday, and you know what that means. It's time to look ahead. And, of course, this week, we look ahead to the final tournament on the PGA Tour every year. It's called the Tour Championship. And what a super season this has been. Six major championships, three WGCs. We've had a great run here in the playoffs. We've got the Ryder Cup ahead. I'll be a little honest. I'm probably a little fatigued uh, on golf. And and the off week is going to be needed for everybody. Probably not this guy because I'm not sure when he sleeps at all. He is on it with every sport. And we've had him on three times here on the Stripe Show podcast. And all three times the shows have been fire. We've been hitting round one leaders. The lineups have been fantastic. We've been hitting winners, and he's bat beating the bookie. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate you having me back on. I'm looking forward to wrapping up the PGA season and having that long three-week off season. You know, so I'm just looking forward to this weekend. It's a lot easier to uh, handicap a tournament when you only have 29, maybe 30 golfers. Right. Yeah, it is. Um, Well, you're right. 29 or 30 because Patrick Reed is the one that um, is the question mark. Not only is he a question mark for this week at Eastlake, but also him not playing the last few weeks because of his injury, because of bilateral pneumonia has really put a wrench in things on whether he'll be on the Ryder cup. I feel like before that, he was in on the Ryder Cup. I felt like he was a lock. I'm not so sure now. What do you, what do you say? I'd say he was a lock, you know, before, because he's such a competitor. You know, everyone knows his college stories, like, you know, playing heads up golf in those tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right now. I mean, if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play this week, it's tough to see him on that Ryder Cup team. Cause I mean, he's probably, you'd have to say he probably lost 10, 15 pounds, you know, with COVID, um, double pneumonia. Uh, so that's serious. I mean, my dad mm. just actually, my dad just actually had COVID and pneumonia. Mm. Uh, so he lost like 15 pounds himself. So I can only imagine, you know, Patrick Reed, you, you have to imagine he's not practicing much, you know? So, um, but if there's one guy who I think could just whip out there from, from no practice, just to rate on the Ryder cup, going against, you know, another, you know, an opponent, I think it could be him because he's a competitor, but I don't know if that would be like necessarily fair to the rest of the guys that are up for it, you know? So. Yeah. We've got a, uh, another Ryder cup preview coming up this week. Uh, We're going to talk about the American team tomorrow on the podcast. Uh, We did one last week with Kurt Byram and golf channel. And then Thursday we'll talk about the European team, I think, and I'll, and I'll share more, inside tomorrow, but I think the conversations that Stricker has with the players and who they think deserves those final couple spots will weigh in big time when it comes to the decision about Patrick Reed, because he ruffled some feathers three years ago in France. And I think that's going to work against him this year, because I think the opinion of Spieth, Morikawa, JT, all those guys is going to weigh big and whether Patrick is on that team. Berger um, is playing for some stuff. 
uh, as well. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it really comes down to the last two. We'll talk about that more tomorrow on the Ryder Cup preview show, but let's set the stage here for the tour championship. Now this is different folks because yes, we have 30 players, but it's that staggered leaderboard. So they're not all starting from even par. So quickly, Patrick Cantley with his win last week will start in the number one spot. He is 10 under. Finau will start at eight. DeChambeau is seven. Rom six. Cameron Smith, five under. And then at four under, you have these names. Justin Thomas, Harris English, Abraham Answer, Jordan Spieth, Sam Burns. And then you go to three under. Colin Morikawa, Sanjay M, Victor Hovland, Louis, DJ. Two under, Rory, Xander, Kokrak, Kevin Na, Brooks Kepka. One under, Connors, Matsuyama, Sink, Neiman, Scheffler. And then at even, there's Berger, Eric Van Royen. What a run for Eric yeah. Van Royen to get yeah. in. Sergio, what a run to get in. Orschel, even. Patrick Reed, even. So that's where they all start, right? A little different. That's where they start. They're playing East Lakes, par 70, back on Bermuda grass. I've played East Lake. Um, this is a going to be a much more difficult golf course than what we saw last week. They undress Caves Valley like no one's business. I think they should consider doing the Ryder Cup there because that's really the way the course should be laid out. Long, wet, put the pins yeah. accessible, let these guys bomb and gouge and make a ton of birdies. That's what I would do at Whistling Straits. But I can tell you for sure here that you're going to see guys miss more fairways here. There's going to be a more of a premium on getting the ball in play here. This is some thick, gnarly Bermuda, depending upon how much they cut it. Been a lot of rain, though. Ida came through just Atlanta on that outer portion. So it'll be interesting to see how long the rough is. Definitely going to be more penal uh, and definitely a much harder golf course this week than we saw last week. Yeah, last week was, I mean, it was just a birdie fest. It was just too much. I mean, I think I think it was a little too much. I mean, you know, when you start getting up there 28, 29 under, when you're, yeah. you know, when you're shooting 23 under and you're losing by six strokes, or Colin or Cal was down by 30 strokes at one point, um, or 25 strokes at one point. So last week was crazy how, like, you know, you have the Morikawa, the Kisners, or one under for the tournament. And then you have the winners, you know, 27, 28 under. So mm -hmm. uh, it's like with Morikawa, I just, I don't see how he played so, so poorly last week. Maybe he's injured. Um, I think he's some, tired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of guys are, I think we saw yeah. John Rom, John Rom get tired, you know, on the weekend last week playing that Monday, you know, Monday round at a high level, I think caught up to him. He hasn't been playing that much golf lately. Plus, he's coming back from COVID also. I think we saw fatigue catch John Rahm, too. I think it's a good point, uh, yeah. Especially coming into this week, now another week. Yeah. It's going to be hot so, in Atlanta, end of August. I think it's a good point. I think fatigue is playing into this. Rory admitted it, that he was just tired. Like, you know, Rory's going to tell you how he feels. and But but um, he also, Rory said, he you know, after round one, his interview, he said, yeah, you know, I was yesterday was, you know, he played very well after the first round. But he's like, you know, I was feeling very tired yesterday, um, but I had a really good night's sleep and now I feel great. So it's because he played well that day, you know? So, um, yeah, that was, that, that was pretty interesting. I actually thought 
you know, I didn't fade Rory last week, but if I was betting on him last week, I would have faded him just from his quotes, you know, yeah. saying he was tired and stuff. It's too much golf. Um, but you know, he proved uh, that he can play well tired, you know, if he's tired. So. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, we know Xander is the best in this field when it comes to playing East Lake, but Rory is right on his tail. I like Rory this week. Let's, let's, let's just get a little bit of um, a second win. Perhaps I, I like Rory a lot on East Lake and, uh, and JT as well. And of course with JT, it comes out of the putter. We'll get into all this here in a second and we'll touch on all 30 players a little different this week. We're going to just kind of work down here and give you our thoughts. Yeah or nay, as we look to put together um, multiple lineups and, you know, again, East Lake, when you look at what's going to be needed here, we know stroke scan approach always weighs out. It's, it's number one, but you're going to have to have the T game here. Stroke scan off the T, obviously some length always helps at a par 70, some long par fours, the par fives are gettable. Um, but you're going to have to keep the ball a little more in play. You're going to be challenged a little bit more around these greens, getting the ball up and down. So I think you have to elevate the around the green game. You're going to need more of that this week to maintain. And, uh, and then of course, you know, putting on Bermuda, those splits um, always are interesting to look at. So as we, as we dive into this, you know, DJ, the defending champion, Rory, of course, won a 19 tiger in the historic 2018 and then Xander back in 17. Those are some names that you look at here. First time players, Burns, Sink and Van Royen. Those are your three that the first time they've played here at East Lake. And um, so let's get right into it. Any other thoughts here before we just completely dismantle this field and give people exactly how this thing's going to play out? No, I mean, I like this. I mean, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of this stacker and stuff. I mean, yeah, but, but that's how they have to do it. You know, mm-hmm. otherwise it wouldn't make sense for the, for the playoffs, but you know, you can, I, I like, you know, DraftKings. you can bet on the, you know, you can bet winner without starting strokes. So right. just like a flat playing field and you can bet both. So they give you both options to bet. Um, yeah. And like I said, there's a lot of value in like the top tens this week because there's only 29, 30 golfers. So, um, you know, look for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it just looks you know, it's going to be a competitive week, you know, right. and I'm just, I'm looking to see like which guys aren't so fatigued. Like, you know, I feel like Rom, he's the favorite at, pl- you know, plus three fifty, but I feel like maybe he's a little fatigued. And, you know, you got Patrick Cantlay in the, you know, first position, but I don't, I don't think Cantlay can run. Uh, he's not a front runner, you know, mm. uh, he's good coming from behind, I think. Um, and then, you know, you, you got wild cards like Justin Thomas. So you never know which Justin Thomas is going to show up, which putter, I mean, his putting has been awful this season, you know, from tournament to tournament, you never know which, which JT you're going to get putting. Uh, a guy that I do like this week a lot is Bryson. You know, I think Bryson, I think he's a little angry coming off last week, you know, cause you had all the, all the bros, all the 110 handicap bros yelling, you know, Brooks, the Adam and stuff. Uh, when he finished, um, he got into like a verbal altercation with one guy actually who, who yelled at him when he finished. But I think this is a course that's perfect for DeChambeau too. Um, so I think he's, he's angry and I could see Bryson winning. So 
Uh, All right. Well, so we get into these top level players here. Can't lay in DraftKings 13,400. There's Rom 13,000. Bryson 12,3. Finau 11,8. JT 11. Let's just stop there as kind of the, the top here. You know, JT likes Eastlake. Um, this is a course that he has played well at. You look at the finishes last five years, second, third, seventh, second, six. Now, again, there's only 30 guys. You have to take the staggered start in some consideration. Yeah. But I do feel like JT is starting to catch a little bit of form. Um, I do feel like there are some things starting uh, to happen with JT. Uh, the, the approach game. I think is is fine. I think his driver is behaving. The putter wasn't quite as bad last week. Northern Trust, it was really good. Four point five. It just feels close. Like it's flickering. You know, it's it's That's there. Better. Yeah, it is. It is getting better. And and we know when JT that when the light does go on, it's like everyone get out of the way because yeah. he's putting to a basketball hoop like we saw Patrick Cantlay do last year. So in this top group. Uh, I think Cantlay will be probably faded a lot. I am going to probably, you know, Rom, we know is the consistent player. Fatigue does play a little bit into this. I'm a little bit worried with Rom from the fatigue standpoint. I, I can see myself starting a lot of lineups with JT at 11,000 uh, in this upper echelon, because I do feel like it's close. And when he's hitting on all cylinders, he's every bit the player of any of these guys yeah. and beyond with some of them. Yeah, I, I could see, you know, starting with, you know, JT, because like you said, he, he has been putting a lot better these last few weeks um, than he was certainly, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, I could see starting my lineup with Bryson, to be honest, because okay. I think maybe this, you know, Bryson, a lot of people, they don't like him also. So I feel like a lot of people could be like not playing him this weekend because they just don't like him. Um, so I could see getting good value right there for, you know, for DeChambeau. Um, and he's in really good form and he's been putting very well too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know everyone, they're like, Oh, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't putt very well last week. Um, but he was actually like, I think he was like 14th in the field in putting. So no, he was he's, four, he, he's 14th. He's ranked 14th on tour in putting. So, Oh, these oh people, yeah, tour. okay. Got you. Yeah. These people that are like, Oh, he's a, all he does is he just drives for shown. He can't putt for the dough. No, he puts, he's like one of the best putters there is. So, um, I can see, you know, I love Rom. Obviously, Rom has won me like so much money this season. I love John Rom. Um, I would lay off Cantley for sure. Uh, Tony Finale, he had a good his final round. I think he's like nine under. I think he saw like a 60, uh, 63 last week in the final round. So Finale, um, yeah. he's been heat, heating up as we know. So. I like his iron play, especially for this tournament. And he's so good with his irons. It's like unbelievable how close he gets. Cause he hasn't even had to worry about his putting lately. Cause he's been putting it so close with his irons, you know, um, I'll probably, I won't probably, I probably won't play Jordan speed this week. Cause his game is all over the place right now. He just, he seems to get in his head too much. Uh, so I probably started my final round on Sunday speed who didn't, Huh? You know, who didn't though? You know, that's true. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, right. You got to take that in consideration. You shoot 66. It's like, well, that's really like probably 69 on another course. Um, but you know, Cantley hasn't had a great record here. Um, when you look at the field strokes gain total, he's played here three times and he's lost to the field 13 strokes. Um, so he hasn't played great here. So, and, and, and we know he's not going to putt like he putted. I mean, that was the greatest putting performance in the strokes yeah. gainer last week. What you watch. It was just ridiculous. That, yeah. The putts he was, it was like Spieth on steroids in his prime. That, is what it was. Never, never again. And I had someone telling me that right. someone telling me that that's his new putter and that's how Cantlin is going to putt like no. every, every week now. I'm like, yeah, no shot. Absolutely. No shot. No shot. Yeah. I mean, Rom is, Yep. If, if it's the fatigue is not there, I'm all in for sure on Rob, you know, Bryson has kind of been lukewarm here at this facility. He's certainly a, a better player. I just, I still worry about Bryson's short game. I've been critical of it. He flubbed a couple vanilla type little short game shots or he yeah. wins that thing. I think you need more of it at East Lake. So I will probably spin off of him. And Finau I think is always interesting as he, can he do enough here? Uh, probably not. So I, I think for me, JT and Rom are clearly the two guys um, for me in that, in that upper. Now we move down and there's DJ at 10, seven speed, 10, four. I'm with you. I'll probably, I'll probably move off of speed. Cameron Smith, 10,100. I like of him. those three guys. Who do you like? I'd say Cameron Smith. I mean, this his putting is so good right now. You can't even over you can't overlook that. And he seems to be playing every course, you know, pretty well. And I don't think fatigue is really bothering him as much right now than you know some guys because he's a little younger. And, uh, he seems to have more energy. Um, I just like how his game is right now. As long as and he's, he he plays crazy, you know, like if he's if he was up by two shots here and going to seventeen, and he just needed to put it in the fairway to win it. You know, most guys go off like an iron or something. No, he'll take a driver and swing away. You know, he plays a little crazy, a little YOLO. So it's kind of like big, you know, you have like a, there's a high risk, high reward with him. Mm -hmm. So out of, out of those three, I mean, DJ, he's just been having like a, a whatever season. He seems to put together these good rounds when it's like, doesn't mean anything right now. Like when he's already too far out of it. And I think Spieth has obviously cooled off from his midseason form. Um, so I, I think Cameron Smith is the hottest out of those three. So out of those three, I'd play Cameron Smith. And of course, Cameron Smith starting, let's see here. He is starting at five under. Yep. And you've got Spieth starting at four, you know, and then DJ down at three. I, I probably will go with DJ of those three. Uh, I certainly am a huge fan of what Cameron Smith has done this year. Uh, I just, the only reason I'll say DJ one, we know he's got more firepower than Smith, but, but I'll tell you, speaking of that putter, DJ's putter is heating up. It is heating up here. The last three weeks, um, his approach game hasn't been as clean. So I worry less about his approach game than I do as putter. So I, so anytime I get DJ in this spot, Okay, confidence growing with the putter. Let's get the irons a little sharper. All right. I'll, I'll at, yeah. at 10,700, I'll splurge for that. You know, so I'd probably go DJ, then Cameron in there. Now, 
here's where it gets a little interesting. You get into the nine thousands. You got two guys, uh, Abraham answer. Who's had a good year, had his win. And then Rory at 93 signed me up. I'm all in on Rory this week, putting the house on it, mortgage, um, my man cave, new studio, all going on Rory to win. I think Rory has certainly got a higher upside than uh, answer. I just, for me, it's hard to believe an answer. Like I put faith in him going back to back to back great tournaments. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rory, you know, he's not playing for the money right now. I think he's playing to win. He wants to win, you know? Um, So I think Rory, it's more of a pride thing. Rory wants to win this, you know, have he's hasn't had a, Great last few years, but if he if he wins a FedEx Cup, you know that'll certainly put him back up into that you know really really top tier. Um, so yeah, I can see Rory as a play as a play right now. It just is he just got to be consistent. You know he we know he's going to get those one or two sixty fives. You know for a round in the tournament, but can he limit that that the worst round to like a seventy? You know, not not go like a seventy four. So. He seems to have reined in those really bad rounds. Um, and he's playing more consistent lately than he was, you know, to start this season. So yeah, yeah I kind of I, I like Rory, especially over a guy like below him, like shot and Shotley. I'll take Rory, you know, heads up. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low-compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. I think the proximity with... Rory's irons needs to be a little sharper. Um, but like DJ, his putter is, is warming up. Um, he's putted really, really good in the playoffs. I think he's driven the ball exceptionally well. His, his short game has been fine. Now he's going to a place that he clearly likes the sight lines and everything that's happening there. So like DJ, when, when, when Rory kind of gets in the spot, all right, let's give me a little cleaner approach game and the putter is a little more understood. All right. Cause then you can go, you know, not now, because you know, those guys, if the putter's hot, they can go low, right. Yeah. Because they got the firepower. So I, yeah, I like Rory this week. I, I really do. I know he's a little fatigued, but who isn't um, at this, at this point I'm fatigued, but I'm sitting here right now with you talking about this tournament. In fact, I want to continue to talk about it into the eight thousands. No one's played East Lake better than Xander Schauffele, 8,900. Uh, Harris is 87. Burns, 85. Morikawa, 83. How about that? Morikawa is 8,300. Certainly something going on there. I think it's some back related stuff. And I think it's a lot of fatigue. Victor Hovland at 8,000. Now keep in mind, um, English played here, in 2020 for 
for the first time in a long time, finished 12th. Morikawa last year was his first time, finished 6th. Hovland first time last year, finished 20th. And this is Burns' first time back on Bermuda. I think this is another good spot for Sam Burns. Uh Yeah, I mean... I like Sam Burns. He's younger, and I think he just got more energy than a, than a lot of these guys. Uh, I like Harris English, but I think he might be a tired too. He seems a little fatigued mm-hmm. the last few tournaments. And Morikawa, like you said, the back injury. I think we've, we've been seeing that since the Northern Trust. Uh, since he won the Open, he hasn't really played very well. Right. Kind of fell off. Uh, his putting has been terrible. His iron play has not been good. Um, so I definitely don't think I'll be backing Morikawa here. Um, and that leads me to like, whenever I say, whenever I count Morikawa out, I mean, he seems to win. So, um, I probably, I probably won't bet, bet against him this weekend. Um, but I probably won't put him in my lineup, you know, cause I just don't like where his game is and Hovland he's all over the place. You know, I talked to, you know, a couple of weeks ago on your podcast, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I said, a guy that can start a tournament with three straight birdies, be six under through nine, and then have bogey, bogey, double bogey the next you know three holes. So he's just all over the place. Um, so he's very inconsistent. Uh, so out of those, you know, those names, I, I would look at Sam Burns and obviously Shoffley. Um, but I just Shoffley is kind of playing whatever right now. Uh, maybe still celebrating that gold medal. Um, so out of all those, I'd probably take Sam Burns to like 8,500. Yeah. Well, the thing with Hovland now is he's just getting back to that little rut again around the greens. We saw some growth there, I think, and it's leaking into his putter. You just get that feeling now. It's like he misses the green and it's, uh, you know, I think you need the whole tee to green game here at East Lake. So I, I, I'm definitely fading Hovland here. Um, I think, you know, Morikawa, look, if, I'll probably take it up to the wire. If, if he comes out and we see a little more, I feel great. hundred percent. Like, you know, last week I'm this, I would, you know, like if if we hear that from him, then I'm, then I'm on him. Yeah. But if we don't, then I'm, then I'm probably not going to be on him. Um, And then I think, you know, I think you made a good point on English. I think this is, I think this is a good spot for English. I mean, he's back in Georgia. He knows how to play these Mm -hmm. kinds of courses. Um, so Burns and English are definitely one and one a for me in that group. This is a huge week for Sam Burns. You know, this is a monster week. If I was him, I would be taking Spieth out for dinner on Monday. I'd be taking JT out for dinner on Tuesday. I'd do a practice round with Harris on Wednesday. And I'd be like, Hey guys, I know you're going to be asked your opinion. I want to be on this team. Yeah. I'm your guy, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, who would vouch for Burns is Billy Horschel who's ahead of him in the, in the, the rankings. And Billy knows he's probably not going to be picked unless he just somehow, I guess, catches fire this week and wins this thing, which yeah. he's won the, he's won the FedEx cup before, but Horschel knows he's a smart guy. Like I don't have probably the game, the way whistling straights is going to be set up, or maybe he does. Yeah. I don't know. It certainly doesn't seem that way, but Kokrak is a little bit ahead of him too. And I, and I think Burns knows, look, I'm playing. I have the skill set for this. I need to vouch. If I can go out and play well and maybe somehow win this or finish second, then 
he probably plays his way on. Um, but it's a big week for Sam Burns. I'd love to see him on the team. I think he fits what we need in every capacity um, for the Ryder Cup. All right, moving on. How about this? Brooks Kepka, 7,800. You ever seen that? None. I wish they kept these prices like this <laughs> all season, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Brooks Kepka, 78. Louis, 76. Sunjay. Showing some form last week, played well. 73 of those three. Who do you like? I already know who you like because I've heard yeah. it. I'm a Kepka homer, but he just <laughs> looks like he, he looks like he's just like disinterested right now. You know, he might be starting too far back to to win that 15 million. Um, and Louis hasn't played in a couple of wins. I literally played last week, but he had a good like couple of good spurts where he almost made the top 20, but he just couldn't get it done. Um, and Sunjay, I mean, what, what's this, his 70th event this season? I mean, the guy plays so many events, it's crazy. Uh, 33 events this year. You know, no, I, don't, I don't see anybody else in the 30s, so uh, he plays so much golf. Um, you know, I'd probably go with Sunjay, I, I mean, actually, because – I think he's past that stage of fatigue where he doesn't, it doesn't even care. You know, <laughs> um, he just has like the guy plays so many events every single year where I just don't think it affects him. And I think Brooks is kind of like, you know, Brooks is playing Dave Portnoy on Tuesday at Liberty national. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, you know, Brooks wants to win for the 15 million, but I just, I, I don't know. He just, yeah, you know, no, I agree. I, I, I want him to win. You know, I, I, I want him to win, but I just, I don't really see it happening. And Louis, I think maybe Louis is also maybe tired right now. They said he was injured his back. Um, so yeah, I, I go with Sungjae. I would do. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Sungjae has really Tita green been very clean. Very good. Um, now he, he had a great putting week last week. Let it be noted. And it, it came a bit out of nowhere. Sanjay's just an interesting character. And for me to pick Sanjay M is like totally against me for people yeah. who watch the Stripe show because the dude drives me nuts. Um, but I mean, I don't know how you can't pick him here. I, I totally agree. Who knows with Brooks? You know, I, I you could see Brooks coming down here and he shoots one under the first round and then it's, he just checks out, right? Like. I'm out. We're saying Jay, you know, is grinding for four rounds. Um, and Louie, yeah, some question marks for sure. So I think Sanjay is the play. I think Scheffler at 68 is a good play. This to me is a good course for Scheffler. 6,800, Kokrak, 6,600, Hideki, 64. Hideki's played uh, okay here. Good track record here. Um, and then Corey Connors. Yeah, so Corey Connors at 62, and then Kevin Na at 6,000. And of the field, no one has played worse than Kevin Na in his three or four starts here. Yeah, I think Kevin Na, when he starts getting into these events with like the top 30, I think he gets a little maxed out, you know, like kind of like his ceiling. I feel like he's been playing, he's been playing like really good lately. I just, he's, he's just inconsistent. You know, just, when his partner is rolling, I mean, he's one of the best, and with those irons, he can play it so close. But um, 
yeah, I just I don't like his history here, like you said. Um, Connors, he's so new. Um, he played a lot of events also. I think Connors is just happy to be here, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, Kolkrak, uh, I'm out on him lately. He just not been looking good lately. Um, so, yeah, I like Sheffield or Matsuyama. You know, Matsuyama, I feel like Matsuyama is really prideful. So he likes to work hard, like pretty much every event. You never really see Matsuyama tank. You know, he's, he's always pretty much trying like full effort to play well. Um, and Matsuyama is a guy that can shoot a, he can easily shoot a 63 at a course and bring himself, you know, from the back, you know, all the way to the front in one, one or two rounds. So I look for those guys that I think can shoot like a 63 on their best day. And Matsuyama is, you know, one of those guys. I don't think Kokrak's at the point in the season now where he can do that. Um, so I'd like, you know, Scheffler, Matsuyama at this, at this point. You know, like, so Scheffler, I've gotten a couple, you know, questions about why aren't you bigger on Scheffler than Burns? And I just don't think Scheffler is as good a putter. Like, I think Scheffler, like on these courses, I think, you know, okay, he can go long. He can, he can beat you with the driver. We know that. And his iron games is pretty good. I mean, you know, comparably speaking to the others, but his putter just goes cold. Like he just gets to where he can't make anything. And, and that's the thing I worry about with Scheffler. Because in the Ryder Cup, if I'm setting the course up, I'm putting the flag right in the middle of the green. Okay. That's where I'm putting it. And I'm saying, and I'm it's wet. And I'm saying, guys, hit it as far as you can. There's no rough. And the flag's gonna be right here. Come get it. And that's like right in our that's right in our wheelhouse, you know, easy putts. Scheffler doesn't check that box for me where Burns does. Now, Coke Rack, all right, he's ahead of him too. We know Kokrak's pretty good driver. We know he, he's found his putter, but he's not as good as iron player. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like his iron game is, is gets so erratic and his driver can get loose. So it's, and his short game's not as good, which doesn't bother me quite as much with that kind of setup. Um, so, but that's always been my thinking. I'm like, man, I, I know those guys are a little bit ahead of him, but to me, Burns is the better player. So it's, um, that's, where I struggle with these guys. I mean, these guys got a lot of work to do. Scheffler and Kokrak are playing for something though. So, you know, I think of those two, I would go with Scheffler. I think he does more tee to green. And, you know, I think Connors is a good look here too, just because we know the dude can just hit laser stripe show. So it's, but he misses the green. You close your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, you know, Burns, Burns to me, I like Burns for one reason over Scheffler. I think Burns is like a, like he's like a straight killer. You know, if he's in the hunt, he's going to be going for like, you know, flag hunting, trying to run guys down. He's like a bit, he's a huge competitor. I think, um, where Scotty is just like, you know, he wants to, if he had a good shot, I hit a good shot, but you know, Burns, he's been right up there this season. He won the event. I mean, he's just been, he's been the first round leader many times. Um, so I, I think well, look, Burns is, a, they should have won. They should have won the, um, Zurich Burns yeah. carried, uh, Horschel to second. I mean, and, and, yeah. and Horschel would tell you that, yeah. like, um, he, and Horschel would tell you that like Burns was lights out and Horschel kind of chipped in here and there. I mean, if Horschel plays a little more to his caliber, like they win that tournament. So they could easily have two wins, but you know, that's always, that's kind of my logic 
as I look at this stuff, as we, as you get down in here, who can make a run? Um, you know, I can see a Connors just splitting fairways, hit 16 greens and, you know, like, and, and go where Matiyama, you're going to get more of the short game, probably a little more of the, of the complete player. Um, but I, I, I'll go with, um, you know, I'll go with Scheffler and Connors here in, in the, in the 6,000 range. Now you get down to the 5,000 and Berger at 58, Neiman 56, Garcia just in time for the Ryder cup. Looks like all of a sudden he can putt again, 5,400 sink 52. What a year. Speaking of Horschel 51 and Eric Van Royen makes his first start at 5,000 huge week for Daniel Berger. Um, we're looking for that next step for Daniel Berger, right? We're looking for it. And can he get hot here and make a run? He was 15th T 15 in 2020. Actually, he's played three times and he's finished 15th all three times. Neiman one start didn't play good here in 2020. Yeah. Uh, Garcia has played pretty good here. This, you would think the way that he hits it, he can certainly, this is a good place for him. And then obviously Horschel has fared well here over the years, but I think in this group, I mean, as much as I want Berger to be the guy, and I think he probably has the most upside, I'm probably going to play Garcia one based off what I saw last week, another good spot for him. And then I'll probably go Berger too. Yeah. I, I like Berger. Um, you know, I have to, I would have to go with Van Royen right here because he's been hot. Yep. I mean, like three tournaments in the world right now. And I feel like he's just riding his wave. I mean, he's playing like really, house money, right? Yeah. He's, he played really well all four rounds last week. So it wasn't like he fluked out one round and then just hung on. He played well, like pretty much throughout all four rounds. So yep. I definitely play Van Royen over like Horschel. Then you got, I think Sink's kind of just hanging on hanging on for dear life right now. He's kind of speaking of fatigue. But yeah. He's been fading for a couple of months now, just hanging yeah. on. It's kind of amazing that he even made it, you know, this far to be honest, but you know, with those wins this year, obviously he's going to get there, but I think Stewart Sink's just hanging on for dear life right now. Um, and you know, Sergio has been playing well. Neiman, I just can't back that guy for some reason ever. Um, I think Berger could be the more consistent one out of this group. Mm-hmm. I think Sergio and Van Royen give you the more upside. Okay. They could make they could make something happen. Um, so I don't want to go with Berger. I feel like Berger would be a popular pick with you know most people, especially at fifty eight hundred. Um, a lot of people don't know Eric Van Royen, so yeah. I'd roll with probably Garcia and Van Royen in this range. Yeah, I think those are good points. You know, Van Royen seventh I had at the him, Northern Trust, fifth at I had the BMW. Last week. Huh? I had I had Van Royen uh, top twenty last week plus three fifty. Nice. So nice. That's nice. I had Hudson Swafford. That was huge. You had, had him on a show. Plus 900. Didn't you have him on a show like a few weeks ago too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. So we talked about it last week. Who'd I have on Feinberg? And he was, and he, uh, he brought up Swafford and I was like, all in. I'm all in on Swafford. Cause he's, his approach game has been really good. I didn't bet him to win. I just played him to top 20. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, he just held on. I think he finished 15th. So, but yeah, he had, he had a nice run there and, and yeah, we had him on three weeks ago and he was talking about some of the changes that he made. He was with Scott Hamilton and then he switched over to John Tillery. And like, sometimes like you get those switches and it just all of a sudden it clicks for like a month, you know, and that's what happened. Like he just went positive seven, positive seven approach. And it's like, okay, sign me up for that. Cause he's not a bad putter. And, and he's had a nice run. Didn't get in the top 30, yeah. but Van Royen, what's impressive about Van Royen is he's a complete player, you know, like he can do it off the tee, his approach game. Um, I mean, let's, let's, let's keep it real here. This he's not Morikawa and JT. Yeah. But has been has been pretty good since June. Um he gained six and a half at the BMW. His putting's been pretty good here since June. Like he's kind of rounded into a fairly complete player and has made a really nice run. You get the feeling he's playing on house money now. And he's gonna go out there and free will it, have a great time with this. I could see him running up the leaderboard. I like the Van Royen pick. And um yeah, Neiman's a tough one to wrap your mind around right now. Berger's got something to play for every single day. I like that. And so does Garcia. So I think those are three good value picks underneath to filter through. Yeah. I mean, Berger, Van and Garcia, that's who I'd go through right there. I mean, I like Billy Horschel, but I wouldn't even look in that direction right now. Uh, same with Stewart Sinks. So. Uh, Staggered start. Can't lay yeah. two shot lead. He's going to sleep on the lead folks for four nights. How's that going to feel? And we haven't had a, you know, we haven't had a wire to wire winner in like 19 months on the PGA tour. So, um, you know, it might not be him. Um, you know, so f- you know, for the first round, you know, I always play a first round leader. So yeah, obviously they're doing, you know, you have first round leader with the starting of scores right now. That's the only option they have. So can't lay plus one ten. I would never, never play that. Um, you know, a two shot lead can evaporate and, you know, one shot one. Yeah. Um, easily. So, um, the shambles is plus 300. I probably wouldn't, you know, look at that because the odds are just too low. Um, one that I do like for a first round leader is Tony for now plus five fifty. All right. He's only, he's only two shots back, you know, he's starting in second place. Um, I had the shambo, um, so I like Tony for now and Rom's plus 600, but he's four shots back. So that might be a little hard to make up, you know, four shots. Cause you pretty much got to play perfect round. Mm-hmm. At that point, so you know, I'd play Finau at plus five fifty. Then I'd sprinkle like a little tiny bit on Cameron Smith plus twenty five hundred because you know he's only five shots back and plus twenty five hundred. A guy like that can we've seen him shoot at sixty. Yeah, you know, so he's definitely capable of it. I think those odds are just too good at that point. So for a first round leader, I'd just play Finau plus five fifty and Cameron Smith plus twenty five hundred. So that's two of them that I would play. Okay. All right. There you have it. Now, folks, we're going for our fourth round one leader win right here on this show. Finau shoots 66 and uh, opens up 12 under, goes to 12 under. Cantley shoots even. There you have it. (laughs) Yeah. I I love it, man. This has been um, a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on the show here multiple times. These shows have done exceptionally well. We'll let it play out here to our championship and then we'll take a week off and um, relax, watch a little football 
and uh, then we'll fire it back up again. We'll have you on here in the fall as we get into the fall season too. Beating the bookie, you're the best, buddy. Thank you. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case, today is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Range Finder is amazing, and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and I was blown away with the quality. It has a slope technology, pin-locked vibration technology, so you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy. And best of all, it is powered by a USB charge so you can forget about those little batteries every other rangefinder makes you buy. One 45-minute charge lasts you 50-plus rounds. I love it. Our friends over at Pin Golf are hooking up all of our listeners with $25 off and free shipping when you use code STRIPESHOW. That's code STRIPESHOW. I'm telling you. For $175, you simply cannot beat the Ace Rangefinder. Head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the Ace and get dialed in. 